Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com and the Pewter Report podcast. Want to say hello to everybody in the chat. We appreciate the Pewter people that are watching us this afternoon. On a Thursday, the Bucks had their last practice today before they have a preseason game on Saturday against the Baltimore Ravens. Wish the Ravens were still undefeated in the preseason because it would have been cool to see the Bucs try to uh, break that streak that the Ravens had. But nonetheless, had a big day at practice today because we spoke to Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales, who was always a treat to get to talk to. So a lot to break down today, including who will be the Bucks' nickelback their starting slot corner for this season. I'm your host, Matt Matera, and joined with me is a very special guest, an awesome guy that I've gotten to know since uh, training camp and chopping it up. He's there every single day. It is Logan Robinson of Bucks Game Day and Knowles Game Day as well. So if you're a Florida State fan, make sure you check out all of his stuff on that website. Logan, thanks for joining, man. How you doing this afternoon? Thanks, Matt, for inviting me. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and the rest of the beat, too, in Tampa. Very welcoming here. Uh, but obviously, we had a fun one watching this quarterback battle go down, talking Baker Mayfield, also Kyle Trask, and chopping it up out there, counting all the interceptions, the completions, and everything. But now that we've got a starter named, things are smooth sailing, and now the Buccaneers can get prepped for this last preseason game against the Ravens and full steam ahead for week one against uh, Minnesota. So looking forward to hopping on here and talking with your uh, phenomenal audience. You'll have a great uh, crew, a great staff, and then also y'all's fan base are awesome. So I also am a fan of the podcast, so super, super uh, happy to hop on here with you this hour. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate the kind words and great that you could uh, be on the show. I agree. I love all of our fans too. Love the Peter people. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Dave Canales in, in just a moment, especially with what he had to say today. But real quick, just uh, for anyone that may not know you, just give a little background on what you do and uh, you know where they can find you. Yeah, so this is practically our first true full year covering the Buccaneers. We did last year, but I was actually up in Tallahassee covering for Noel game day. We had started back in 2013 when they had won the national championship and started that when I was in high school and fast forward a long while, my senior year in college sports illustrated and fan nation, their network reached out and we signed with them to bring our content over to them for FSU. And then last year we signed to start covering the Buccaneers. And now we're really putting in a lot of effort towards enhancing our coverage and, and building our staff in Tampa. And um, like you were saying earlier, it's been great to get to know everyone at practice. And, you know, we're trying to just go to every game, trying to do a few away games as well, but uh, been a really appreciative of sports illustrated, giving us this opportunity to cover a fun team, great staff. Uh, and like I said, a lot of fun people to work around. It's been a nice experience so far in, in Tampa. So looking forward to this season. And, you know, we've had a really fun offseason being able to cover a quarterback battle. That helps a ton. Yeah. And I know, that, I, know, I know the fans are excited and they're ready to see week one. But we got one more preseason game to go. And I think that one also will show us a few couple answers that we need to move on and get ready for this upcoming regular season. Awesome. Yeah. Only bigger and better stuff to come from you and, uh, and your site and the Florida State fight, uh, site as well, which uh, we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm on the show but yeah as you said from the beginning there was a quarterback competition 
It is now finished. Baker Mayfield is the starting QB. He is QB1 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into that week one game against the Minnesota Vikings. And you heard Dave Canales talk about it a little bit too with uh, just everyone being a little bit more at ease now that the fact that Baker's the guy, this is what they're going with. And you heard Mike Evans say it at joint training camp practice too against the Jets. He's just ready to move on. He just wants to see who's going to be the uh, the starter. So just your overall thoughts, Logan, on Baker Mayfield getting this job. And really more importantly, what are your expectations of him going into the season? Because everybody has an opinion about not just the Bucks quarterback, but Baker Mayfield in particular. Everybody in the world has. Yeah, <laughs> not just Tampa. <laughs> I swear, man. I mean, that's been a big time discussion while covering and, and Tampa with the training camp going on. Baker Mayfield, all these national analysts, either some are pro and maybe more are most negative about him so far. And, you know, you're bringing in Dave Canales, who was able to work some magic in Seattle with Geno Smith. And I think that's the immediate Buccaneers mindset, their fan base, at least coming in, hoping that, you know, Dave's also able to do that with Baker Mayfield and find some success in developing him and be able to run through the system. And we saw through OTAs, we thought Baker Mayfield was running that system better. And that was just specifically OTAs. He got shorts on. I don't like evaluating too much of things until we get the pads on. Of course, we have 300-pound lineman Vita Vea coming after you and disrupting a few things. But, uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield, I, I believe he definitely deserved to get the starting uh, job. You know, we were talking about it. Uh, we were talking about it Tuesday before even Todd Bowles announced it. We were like, okay, I think it's about time that this gets announced so this team can understand who their leader is. And like Mike Evans was saying, he wants to know soon rather than later and start building more chemistry. And I think that's helped a lot as we see on the field. We saw, we've seen it the last two days, Matt, and I know we'll dive into it a little bit later, but we've seen him be able to build chemistry with your top targets like Mike Evans, like Chris Godwin, some mm-hmm. really nice, pretty balls Baker Mayfield has put together in the red zone, which he struggled in in the beginning of training camp, and he's been able to turn that around. So, you know, getting him named starter, not a shocker whatsoever to anybody. Definitely national media, everybody wasn't so dialed into what was going on in camp. And, you know, Kyle Trask, pushed and pushed and we saw a lot more out of trash than we had never ever seen before and that's definitely what Dave Canales like he told us today were working they wanted to see that out of trash and show that he can take that next step uh, and Dave gave a lot of praise to him today and we'll talk about that but you know I, I really like what we've what we've seen from Baker after being named the starter I love how I don't know if you noticed this too Matt but also seeing him warm up with his offensive linemen mm-hmm. running away from the quarterbacks like he'd been warming up all uh all offseason now he's over there with his starting offensive linemen warming up with them and I thought that was a pretty uh, pretty interesting note there but Baker's Baker's here to bake so we'll see what happens I keep saying let Baker bake I'm trying to get that to become a thing we'll, we'll see if it if it becomes something But to your point, uh, that's a great observation because that was one of the first things that we noticed going back to like OTAs and minicamp and into training camp was Baker. You can say what you want to say about him as a a quarterback, his skill set, what he's good at, what he's not at. But as a leader, like he was doing calisthenics stretching with like Vita Vea and the rest of the defensive line. And that's just like a team building, a team chemistry type of thing that goes into it, especially at the quarterback position. And Dave Canales spoke a lot about Kyle Trask really pushing this competition. And I think it was important that they came up with the decision because I do think that whoever the starter was going to be, which we now know is Baker, you need to get a little bit of time where he's just working strictly with the ones. There's not this back and forth. I don't think it has to be at the beginning of training camp. Like some people were saying like, oh, why not just make him the starter right away? Because the Bucks got a lot out of Kyle Trask. And it pushed Baker Mayfield to be even better than what he was. So kudos to the Bucs. I think they they handled it the right way. Bailey Adams of Pewter Report had a, a story about it. So you can check that out on pewterreport.com. And Baker seems to get better and better each day at practice. We're going to get to Dave Canales in just a second. The video he had specifically on uh, talking about Baker winning the job and, and Kyle Trask, what he did to just make the team better and make Baker better. But, of course, we love the pewter people so much, and we appreciate any super chats that we get. So if you super chat us, 
really doesn't matter what the topic is. We make sure we get to it right away. We're the bouncers, and you get to cut the line. So, Adam Hamilton, thank you for the four ninety nine super chat. He says, "Can I get a Willington Prevalon? Go Bucks, Logan." You may not know this, but uh, we do this little thing with Willington Prevalon, who's a defensive tackle. He's been on the practice squad for a little bit. Scott thinks he has a very British slash regal type of name. So when he says his name, he goes, Willington Prevalon in like a British accent. So Adam, appreciate that super chat. If you want to super chat us to do a name and an accent, we'll do it. I'll give you another one. Willington Prevalon. So there you go. Adam, thank you so much for the super chat. I am singing for my supper at this point, but uh, we appreciate it. Let's get to the um, the Dave Canales video of him talking about Baker Mayfield and just overall this quarterback competition. He answers a question about just the negativity around Baker, too, most notably being the, the, the national coverage of him. So here's Dave Canales. In one uh, uh, lots of positives for both guys looking at it. Um, and then thinking about what Baker's been able to do, um, you know, a little bit there in the middle of camp, Kyle showed he's the real deal. And Baker felt the heat, you know, and, and had a couple of days where it wasn't quite sharp. He turned it around, had a fantastic first preseason game with a couple of drives, <coughs> took us down, had a touchdown, the communication was smooth. And then he just kind of settled right in for that following week. Uh, leading up to the Jets, you know, showing up in that practice and just really like a good feeling of like we're settled here with this guy. Everything felt like it was running smoothly. Um, and then Kyle played fantastic in the game, so it really made it challenging. And uh, it's just kind of fortunate, you know, going into the thing that we didn't just name a starter going into it without giving Kyle a chance to show what he could do because I think he earned a lot of respect um, in the locker room. Um, on the coaching staff in the fan base for Bucks fans out there to see Kyle's real. He's the real deal. And um, I can't, I couldn't feel any better about our quarterback situation going into week one. At the negativity? Uh, you know, I think, I think it's merited to some extent, just have, having been bounced around a couple times. You know, whatever the circumstances were, it's real. You know, and he's had to... And there's an injury in there too. Yes, absolutely. You know, you had the shoulder deal there, so... I think the whole, if you look at his whole career, I think all of us have kind of followed it. His first, first pick overall and wouldn't say, this is exactly how I saw it going. You know, so I think that, I think probably the skepticism is warranted. Um, I don't care about it. You know, I think that's okay, but what is this play and where does the ball go first? That's all I care about, you know. And what's this run play? Get us to the best one here. And he's doing all those things great. So for me, I feel a, a level of comfort with handling the, you know, the offense. And I don't, you know, hopefully he's not, you know, listening and hearing or feeling like he's got to prove anything to anybody but himself, you know. Has there been any shift in intensity out of Baker since finding out the news or in that quarterback room at all? Like, how is that relationship with Kyle and Baker at this time? Oh, they're, they're doing fantastic. Um, I, I can feel the, um, I can feel how serious Baker's taking this opportunity, this chance, this team. Um, it's an exciting time for us, and I can feel that he knows the weight of it. Um, and that's good. You know, that's good as long as he can put it in his rightful place, handle that pressure, carry it well, um, and then just keep everything else really simple with it. Then that's okay. You know, he doesn't have to act like that pressure is not there, or that these situations aren't real. Uh, it's about looking at it, dealing with it, and just continuing to perform, you know, at a basic level. I appreciate what Dave Canales had to say um, about just the negativity. He said there is some merit to it because Baker did struggle, obviously, with the Panthers and only had a, a cup of coffee, really, with the uh, with the Los Angeles Rams before signing with the Bucks this offseason. But uh, we did get to speak to Dave Canales today. Logan, what was your overall impression of uh, hearing from Canales? Because it had been a little bit since we got to speak to him at the podium, but man, I just enjoy every single time we get to speak to him because he brings a lot of insight and a lot of depth to his answers that maybe we don't always get from Todd Bowles or uh, other coaches out there. 
Yeah, tell me about it. A whole 180 from Todd Bowles, usually. And I like having that because we look at Dave Canales. While he's at practice, so much energy is also brought onto the field. And I think that's going to be a potential game changer for this team. I feel like this team lost that last year. You look on the sideline, it'd be dead beat. I mean, it would be like, does this team even want to play on Sunday or is playing a primetime game? You know, Brady would save them here and there at the in the fourth quarter. But it just didn't seem like this team wanted to play. I'm wondering how this is going to work work with Dave Canales and the offense that he's brought since day one and rookie minicamp and OTAs. And I think that's translated over to that quarterback room and looking, I think Baker Mayfield also knows and sees what he was able to do in Seattle with that offense and see the development that he was able to do with Geno Smith. And that was a really impressive improvement there. And I think it's worth noting too, what Dave said today, not, you know, Baker doesn't need to do crazy things in that offense. He doesn't need to be spouting around making plays that are wild. And that's, I think that's also a point too. That's something that they're going to be working with Baker on this upcoming season because of his past experience, you know? And I think too, this offense is predicated for, for Baker better than what we saw with Kyle Trask. Uh, Just going to Kyle Trask in the comments there uh, Mm. saying he's the real deal. I think is, is shows us, what Kyle, the strides that Kyle Trask was making. And I thought it was pretty, you know, interesting when we watched that press conference um, after the Jets game and, you know, Kyle Trask seemed pretty confused on what was going on there. I don't yes. know if also had that at Peter Report. Yeah, so I was live at the game for it. And uh, speaking to Kyle after, something seemed a little off. And I couldn't exactly put my finger on it. He was pretty relaxed, which was cool. But it almost had a little bit of like a like an effort type of thing, like uh, like he already knew he wasn't going to win the starting mm-hmm. job, so he wasn't like letting it fly, being like, uh, "Well, I got a problem with this or a problem with that." Kind of like uh, what's mm-hmm. that movie with Dave Chappelle? Um, <laughs> not How High. Uh, I'm a I'm a youngster. I'm, I'm still a youngster. Youngster. This might be yeah. whenever I was young. Young. So that would be my excuse if I don't know. Oh, it it's it's half baked. It's half baked when um the guys leave and then he quits and he's like, "If you, if you, if you, you're cool. I'm out." Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. A reference there that maybe some people in the chats will know. Darius mm-hmm. says, uh, "Canal statement made me feel as if you wanted Trask and Bowl and Bowles went with Mayfield as the safer bet." Yeah, as everyone starts saying, uh, "Half baked." Nice. Um, but the, yeah, back to Darius's question. I don't necessarily think that either person was kind of hoping that one quarterback would make it. I mean, Canales going back to Seattle was all about, I want Gino and Drew Locke to be step in step, both thinking that they are the starter. Because if you go in thinking that you're the backup, sometimes it kind of takes away with what you're doing, especially in training camp. And I truly think they wanted the best man to win. I think Baker had a little bit of a lead going in just because he's been in the league for quite a while. And Kyle Trask had never even started a preseason game before, let alone a regular season game when he got that start um, against the Jets. And Todd Bowles, I can tell you, he just wants to win. That's literally all he cares about. He He needs to. He needs to. He doesn't have any excuses. He can't. This isn't like college football. Todd Bowles can't worry about, oh, I got to win by 30 points instead of, uh, you know, win by a field goal, you know? So Bowles doesn't care as long as you're playing well and there are wins for the Bucs this season, especially in that uh, NFC South where it is pretty wide open. Um, There's another thing from uh, Dave Canales that I really appreciated. He was asked a question about, the short yardage situation, converting on third and fourth down because it was ugly for the Bucks last season in that department. Didn't look great in the first preseason game either, but we're going to cut Dave Canales a little bit of slack because it's the preseason and they're not showing much just yet. But I love this answer about, yes, he's talking about short yardage situations, but it seemed a lot bigger than that too. I think the key is to just have a, a core of plays that you're going to run. So we had improvement from first week to second week on that. But just having a few plays, you know how to block every defense. Because the name of the game for the defense is gap you out and put different players on the edge to make it challenging for you. So we can't be really so predictable. We have to have enough variation, but it's the menu won't change a lot. It just throw different looks at them. 
to make a yard. You know, so it come down to physicality at some point. Uh, Absolutely. At the end of the day, that this whole game, you know, is about winning those one-on-one matchups. Whether it's up front blocking, whether it's the running back with a linebacker in the middle of the hole, can you make a yard? You have the attitude it takes to make that yard. You know, and um, of course, from a coaching standpoint, if I'm putting my guys in a situation where it's always mano a mano, that's dumb coaching. So we have to have enough variety to say, you guys aren't just gonna pin your ears back and just go. This isn't just a tackling drill. You also gotta deal with these things that attack the perimeter. So having enough of those answers too to soften them up. So I put my guys mano a mano every time. That is dumb coaching. That was something that really caught the attention of Bucks fans on social media this afternoon and on Twitter. But Logan, let me just ask you, you could talk about that specific quote that Canales had, or just in general, your outlook on this Bucks offense. What excites you about Dave Canales and what he can bring to the table this year? Well, I think we're seeing quite a bit of it in these early training camp practices once Baker has been named the starting quarterback. We're seeing a lot of a lot of availability where Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, some of your big guys, even uh, Kate Otten, they're open. And they're open either in just one-on-one situations where you will usually always take Mike Evans one-on-one no matter what. As All should. day, every day. As a, and twice as on an NFL, Exactly. You should. As an NFL quarterback, you're going to give Mike Evans the chance at a one-on-one ball every time. And, you know, I would see Mike Evans wide open or he'd have one-on-one ma- uh, matchups. And, uh, you know, that's the same way for Chris Godwin, who has also had a really nice crisp camp just to yes. see him fully healthy, Matt, just to see him – after what he had to deal with last year and come in and then had to get acclimated that get the rust off. Now he's fully full steam ahead. He's ready to go. And Chris Godwin and those guys are open. Kate on also down the middle of the field. These guys are being put in a right spot. And I think Dave Canales is, is putting together a pretty nice offense and making sure that his best players get the ball and they have the best ways to, you know, making sure that they're giving some fits to some defensive players, Um, you know, and that goes the same way too for the running back room. We're seeing some holes open up here and there, uh, definitely for Rashad White, which they really like, and, Mm -hmm. you know, him staying healthy throughout camp. I know he got a little dinged up there just for a little bit, but he was back at it. You know, this running back room has seen a lot of competitiveness there too. Um, and then you, you're also looking around to a Sean Tucker as you're putting him on the screen here, which I think we'll oh, see yeah. quite a bit of on Saturday. Again, I think we're going to see a lot of Sean Tucker. We saw him a lot today during practice. He's getting a lot of, he's getting a lot of reps that, that kid, you know, covering Florida state, uh, for a while now, we dealt with yeah. Sean Tucker quite a bit. <laughs> we, we dealt with Sean Tucker and had a lot of projections and a lot of, he was in a lot of our previews every year. At Syracuse, I felt like he was there for 16 years. But this this might have this might be one of the biggest steals after the draft uh, as an undrafted free agent. Sean Tucker, from what we've seen throughout camp, ha- has looked elusive. He's continuing to get more reps. He got some with the first team today. There's definitely a lot of things that you would like to see out of Sean Tucker. You just want to see more, and I think we'll see that on Saturday. This. Uh, the, that's what Dave is going to put around. He's going to make sure his guys are put in the right spot. And we go back to watching film at Seattle. That's what he did best. Yeah. Um, but it's all about developing, developing his quarterback. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to make sure his quarterback doesn't have to do crazy too much, but whenever the time's there to get to his best players, uh, you got to do that. And he's got, he's got a good amount of them, but your, your main targets are always going to be Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in the passing game. Yeah, I think we're all so excited about Sean Tucker. I mean, it was really unfortunate what happened with, uh, you know, his pre-combine medical situation that ultimately led to him being an undrafted free agent, but it was to the gain of the Bucs. And we're talking about a huge steal here. First of all, we've given the Bucs front office a ton of credit in the past for undrafted free agents like DeMar Dotson, who became a longtime uh, starter at offense tackle for them. And of course, Cam Brate, who everybody loves. But this roster, this season, we're talking about Sean Tucker, Rakim Jarrett, uh, a number of different guys at undrafted free agent. Chris Izian, who we'll talk about in a little bit. A number of guys that are all undrafted free agents that not only may make the team, but be key contributors to what Tampa Bay is trying to do this year. And you just see so much pep in the step of uh, of Sean Tucker when he's in the game. Most notably, 
against the Jets when that fourth down run where he cut it to the outside for a huge, huge game. I mean, the biggest run of the night for the Bucs in that game. And Chase Edmonds was exciting too, but unfortunately he's been injured, didn't practice to, didn't practice at all this week. I'd be very surprised if we saw him in the game, but that's to the gain of, of Sean Tucker. I said early on that he could end up being running back too. I thought it would happen later in the season, but it could happen literally before the first game of the season, which is really crazy to think. So Canal spoke a little bit about Sean Tucker. We'll get to that. Dave, just another one for, for the run game. Sean Tucker, he had that big run against the Jets on, on fourth down. What has he brought to this offense? Oh, juice. Yeah, youth, right? There's Man, this is a young man's game. So you get like that young, hungry, you know, rookie back. I mean, there's we've had a ton of them in Seattle, you know, and, and he's the next one up. And Rashad's obviously young too, you know, so... Uh, he's just got, he's a, he's lively, you know, and, and it just feels like he's making more than what's there on checkdowns, on runs. So I'm excited about what he's going to bring to us. By the way, we got a 199 super chat from Scott Jacks. Thank you so much, Scott, for the super chat. If you have another comment, we will make sure we put it up uh, on the screen and answer your question. But Logan, I'll ask you, uh, you talked a lot about Sean Tucker already. If you're the GM or if you're Todd Bowles, how would you stack the uh, the the depth chart? Like Rashad White is one, obviously, but would you put Sean Tucker at two, or do you want to see a little bit more? Just just a tiny bit more, just a tiny bit more. But you can tell by Canales, he's really excited about him. Like you said, that juice that he brings to practice is big, but I think he's got more of the smarts than anything. And some of the holes that he's been hitting. Uh, the last couple of practices has shown a lot, and I do like how they're using him in the red zone quite a bit. Uh, yeah. If you go back to some of his Syracuse film, this guy can be a home run guy, but then you know if you get him in the red zone, that's something where he, he's pretty smart and he understands where his linebackers are at and, and knows which uh, hole to hit, and that's something that Tucker, I think, in this Buccaneers offense, they're going to want to use and allow Rashad White to take some early carries, and then if you can throw Tucker in there, fully healthy, uh, a guy that is going to bring – physicality too with that size I think I've you might you definitely will remember this Matt I, I think someone his nickname's Nick Chubb is that what they're calling him hey, in the locker room so yeah Trey Palmer who obviously has been the talk of the town for the Bucks as well Trey Palmer gave him the nickname of baby Nick Chubb and you know what I kind of see it because he's built like a bowling ball but he's, he's built he's, like it yeah. he's quick too so he'll yeah. hit you with that physicality but you know he could break one as well he will. He definitely will. But I thought that was pretty funny. And, uh, you know, Sean kind of laughed it off a tiny bit. But that was just an early part of training camp. And, you know, he kind of had to get some of those uh, get the rust off a, a little bit. And, yeah. you know, we're starting to see him acclimate and, and get into this offense more. And we'll see Vaughn. You know, we, we have we have chance. We have a few kind of little snippets here and there where we'll see Vaughn break one open. But. I think we're going to see a lot of Sean Tucker on Saturday night, given a lot of opportunities uh, in this offense and looking at, you know, what they like to do, uh, giving their running back some chances, you know, dumping it off, you know, dump it off in the red zone as well, where you got one-on-one or going against two defenders. Can you find the end zone? I think that's what we're going to see from Dave Canales on, on Saturday night. If we see 44 in the game. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of Sean Tucker. Keyshawn Vaughn, I think is playing for his roster spot right now because yeah. I would have it. Rashad White, Sean Tucker, Chase Edmonds, when healthy, and then Keyshawn Vaughn. I know Keyshawn can play special teams, so that might be how he can make it. But, you know, Ronnie Brown's been a a guy that's excited, too, in certain moments. And I would like to see a package with Sean Tucker at the goal line. I'm talking about in the regular season. We know what Rashad White can do, but I think Sean Tucker is just a little more fit for those short yardage situations, getting the ball over the goal line in critical situations. and. Of course, if, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, too, I just uh, had in my brain with uh, Tucker against the Steelers, too. I know that play got called back, but yeah. it was off to the right side, and you just you were able to see his vision, you know. Yes. And he's elusive with it. He's able to get off the defender as well, and that's what he did in the ACC throughout his career up north. And, you know, he was able to do that uh, a couple weeks ago when he was playing in Raymond James stadium. And I thought that was a really nice run. I looked over at uh, one of one of my guys, uh, yeah. Caleb, and I was like, Oh, okay. There, there's Sean Tucker. I'm used to seeing that guy play ball, 
But uh, now going into his third preseason game, I'm interested to see how well he's meshed inside this offense so far and getting down the technicalities and where he needs to be and just how, you know, the Bucks will use him. Of course, his preseason. And like Dave said, you know, we're not seeing everything in this offense. Yeah. Not, no, I don't think no NFL team is going to show that. <laughs> exactly. I don't think we've uh, scratched the surface yet in terms of what we're yeah. going to see from the Bucks offense. And I think that vision for it's important for every running back, of course. Like, I don't need to tell all the viewers that. But I think it's even more important in this type of offense that Dave Canales is going to run, especially the run type of offense with the zone blocking scheme. I think it's that much more important. And obviously, if Sean Tucker can get some reps in the red zone, if he scores a touchdown, especially at Raymond James Stadium, the fans are going to be pumped, excited. I think you could also say energized. And, of course, we call Dave Canales the human Celsius because he's always bringing that positivity and that energy. So got to tell everybody about the newest flavor of Celsius energy drinks. It is the Cosmic Vibe. It is a fantastic flavor. Um, it's a fruit. It's a sparkling fruit punch. Excuse me. So um, it's the newest one they have out right now. There's always so many different flavors of Celsius energy drink, which is awesome, though. I had the uh, strawberry lemonade earlier this morning. Uh, can't go wrong with the sparkling lemon lime or sparkling orange as well. The Oasis vibe is fairly new. The vibes are always high on the show. So I recommend getting the Arctic vibe, which is my personal favorite flavor of Celsius energy drinks. There's no sugar. No post-energy drink crash or jitters that you might get with another product out there. So if you need to know where to find a Celsius energy drink, go to the store locator on their website, Celsius.com. Punch in your address, and it'll tell you the closest geographical location where you could pick one up, whether it's your local convenience store, health and fitness store, Walmart, Target, 7-Eleven, or your bodega. And once you keep going to your bodega and you know you love Celsius energy drinks so much and you need to have more, you need to get them in bulk, that's when you go to Amazon, click on the subscribe and save. And I recommend getting the variety pack because variety is the spice of life. I already talked about all the awesome flavors like the peach vibe and the watermelon. Why limit yourself to one type of Celsius energy drink when you can have multiple? So do the subscribe and save with the variety pack at Amazon for Celsius energy drink. Have it sent to your residence every week, quarterly, monthly, yearly, whenever you want. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick. Celsius, the official sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. Logan, are you familiar with uh, bodegas? I know you're mostly a Florida guy, so not sure. But bodegas, uh, not not as much. I've if it has anything to do with Celsius, I've had a lot of Celsiuses. I will say, I will say they used to sponsor we go. our podcast. So I have, I've had a lot of Celsiuses, and I've had them early for Florida State's uh, fall camps, and they've saved me a lot of times, a lot of times. I will say that. So shout out to Celsius. Awesome, love, love hearing that. Let's talk a little bit about the defensive side of the football, shall we? We know the starters at every position on the Bucks roster, including special teams. We know who's going to be kicking for uh, for the Bucks. And now that the quarterback competition is done, there is one last position to figure out in terms of who's going to be starting when the Bucs travel to Minnesota to take on the Vikings in week one. And that is the nickel corner, also known as the slot corner, which was made famous by, it's nice to say Hall of Famer and not future Hall of Famer or soon-to-be Hall of Famer, made famous by Hall of Famer Rondé Barber. And it seems like there are three guys in the running at the moment for this job. You got Chris Izian, the undrafted free agent out of Rutgers. You got the veteran in the group of this competition, Dee Delaney, who had a very, very nice game against the New York Jets last Saturday. Had one interception. Would have technically had two, but the second one was taken back by a penalty. And he also used to play for the Jets, so... Interesting there. And the last one in the group, a draft pick by the Bucks this year, Josh Hayes out of Kansas State, who obviously Scott's going to say whoever's going to be the best for the job, but Scott has that connection to Kansas State as well. So seems to be a three-man race for this job. Logan, I'll ask you, there's a number of directions they can go with this because Izian, I think, has the highest ceiling. You know, they've compared him to Antoine Winfield Jr., He's smaller, but he's got that athleticism. And Todd Bowles obviously was a safety and loves working with safeties, especially athletic ones and versatile ones like Izzy and D Delaney. I think 
if you were going to start a team right now, or if the Bucks are going to play, what I should say, he's the one that you can rely on the most. He's very steady, Eddie, easy going out there. And then Josh Hayes is probably the most physical out of all of them. He is one of those guys you can't get much from him just watching shorts and shoulder pads and, and helmets. He he brings that physical part of the game, which the Bucks have missed a little bit since, you know, Jordan Whitehead signed with the Jets. So how do you look at this uh, competition for the last starting spot, Logan, and a- anyone in particular you are uh, leaning towards? We've been watching it since the very beginning of training camp, and luckily we were able to talk with a few of these guys. Definitely, uh, Izzy, and we, we actually talked with him for uh, quite a while after one of the training camp practices. And uh, you're right, he's got the build. He's very elusive. He's got a, a lot of uh, he's got a lot of speed, too, with his size. You wouldn't think, I mean, look at this guy's arms. I mean, he, he's a built built yeah. defensive back you know and you know the Buccaneers like having that and you know they like having Winfield back there and then you've got to have another guy that you can rely on that understands where to go being at the nickel position you've got to have a lot of smarts you got to have yeah. a lot of smarts um that go along with having athleticism for slot wide receivers or whatever they're running there uh in the slot uh, position but I, I think I'm right there with you uh, on Izian, I, I like that kid. I think that he's got a lot, uh, a lot of developing still to do, and that says a lot for a guy that's made some a few splash plays here and there throughout this off season. Um, and, and then, like you said, with Delaney, that we've we've seen both of them have some good days throughout camp. Um, and I think too, the biggest thing from Izian, we see some tighter coverage. I would say in a few parts, uh, at least going through training camp we've seen him be able to cover some of these guys and be you know hip to hip on them and that's the biggest thing that you want out of a defensive back not allowing the quarterback to get to his wide receiver downfield and I think that's probably your guy that sticks around and ends up being your potential starter I you know that the good thing about it though you've got three guys that have been able to compete all throughout camp and I think that's exactly what Todd Bowles wanted for this defense and the backfield three guys that could iron sharpens iron type of deal and make each other better and uh you know you got to pick one though and and one one's going to be starting against Minnesota but I'd go potentially Izzy in here Uh, I don't know how you think about it Matt but I've really liked what we've seen from him, and I think you want to continue to have him get more reps in the game because I think if you're going into the middle of the season, you would like to have him have a ton of chemistry with that defense, have a lot of experience getting reps against some of these offenses that the Buccaneers are going to be facing in this 2023 season. I wish Izian he came back the other day, but he missed a couple of practices. He missed a couple of, you know, important reps Mm -hmm. with this team. If he was participating in those events – I feel a lot more comfortable with Izian as your starting nickel corner. Because remember, in the beginning of training camp, too, I mean, there were certain days guys were held out. You know, Carlton's a corner, obviously, but Carlton was held out for a bit. Some of the safeties yeah. had some free time as well. So they had Izian lining up next to Antoine and, and Ryan yeah. Neal and, and all of those guys. So, that, you know, that's a big ask for a, not just a rookie, but an undrafted rookie that is kind of learning a new position. I mean, we spoke to him a week or two ago. And he said he didn't even play in the slot until his last year at Rutgers. This is not like he stepped in from day one as a freshman and had been playing that position. He's still learning it on the fly. So I think eventually I would like to see Izzy in as the starting uh, slot corner for the bucks, but I don't want to see that until later in the season. I think because we're less than a month away, I would go on the side of just having a veteran that you can trust Mm -hmm. I think this defense is talented enough, and obviously you're only as strong as your weakest link, specifically on the offensive line, but I think it works in this situation as well. I just trust what D. Delaney can do. He's come in and started in a pinch when needed. He can make mm-hmm. some plays. He, he's a very smart player as well, plays a lot of special teams, so he's got a high football IQ. I think long run, I would like Izzyan to be the guy. Josh Hayes, I think, there's not an exact piece for him just yet. Is he a corner? Is he a safety? Is he in the slot? I still think the Bucs need to figure that out a little bit. I think he's trying to figure it out as well, but that's okay. You know, he's a later round draft pick. He's not going to be a sensation overnight. Yeah. Cause I think we've kind of uh, expect come to expect that when you have like Tristan Wirfs hitting out of the gate so hot a couple of years ago and Antoine Winfield jr. As well. So I'm going to say Delaney, uh, followed by Izzy and 
very, very close. But you got to go with the guy yeah. that you can uh, trust, no question about it. Looking at the entirety of the secondary, what's your viewpoint on them going into the season? I mean, Carlton and Jamel are two guys that I think are very close to making the Pro Bowl if they can, you know, get their hands on the football a little bit more. Yeah. And Ryan Neal, I think, is so exciting, especially playing next to Antoine Winfield Jr. I like I like that duo, man. That duo back there is a whole ton of fun. And Neal has brought a lot of great energy to this defense. I remember watching throughout the beginning of training camp, and I was like, who is yelling so much? And who's going up to the fans <laughs> after making a few PBUs? And that is Neal. He, he's acclimated very well here. Um, you know, I know they're on both different sides of the ball, but obviously knows Canales. And, you know, he, he talked about that his transition down here hasn't been too tough. And he's been excited to play inside of this Todd Bowles defense. A lot of newcomers on this defense have highlighted their excitement for playing this Bowles uh, side of the, on Bowles' defense. And so uh, I like Neil Antoine. I know that he's kind of taken a little bit of rest right now. I don't think there's any kind of concern going into week one on him, but you already know what you're going to get out of Antoine. You're going to have reliability. You're going to have playmaking abilities. You're going to have turnovers. That's just something that Antoine uh, brings to, to your defense. And so having those two, that duo back there could be great. And I, I think too, whenever you've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you've got some other playmakers too. this young wide receiver room, some of these little gadgety guys like Devin Tompkins, who you're having to cover. It yeah. helps a lot of this, these uh, cornerbacks get a good taste for different varieties of, of wide receivers that they're going to have to go against this upcoming season for Jamel Dean, for Carlton Davis. And, you know, we saw throughout uh, this offseason, those guys having some really nice coverage, some sticking really close in one-on-ones, having some PBUs, having some takeaways. I do think that that's something that's going to be a stressor, though. They've got to be able to come down with the ball and mm-hmm. create turnovers. I mean, there's chances last year, but there, there's got to be – a way better product put onto the field next year. And that's, that's been admitted by a lot of these guys on the defensive side of the ball. There's got to be more takeaways. And that's something that has been stressed across, not only the defensive back room, but also Anthony Nelson. Yes. Talk to, you remember Anthony Nelson, it got brought up to him as well. No matter what, if you're on the defensive line, you're uh, in the, in the uh, linebacker room and you're in defensive backfield takeaways have got to be key this upcoming season so that's at, we're, we're looking straight at you Carlton Davis we're looking straight at you Jamel Dean those guys got to be the leader there and the back back guys with Neil and Winfield will, will take care of the rest no that's a great point Logan because yeah you can emphasize it all you want but there was a drop in the number of turnovers last season I mean Jamel Dean didn't have any after week two against the Saints Carlton only had one and it came off of a like a tipped pass. So it wasn't even the most difficult of a place to make. And to your point, it's the whole team. You know, the the strip sacks were down. I mean, Shaq Barrett got injured, obviously, but Shaq was the king at, you know, not just getting the sack, but taking the ball away as well. Levante David and Devin White, neither of them knocked the ball out of someone's hands last season. You know, Devin White had a fumble recovery, but no interceptions for either of them. So that needs to be cleaned up. And then obviously Carlton and Jamel, those numbers need to go up because they're very close to being a Pro Bowl corner, maybe even an All-Pro. We love what Carlton Davis did against Jamar Chase. We love that Carlton Davis loves looking in the eyes of the other receiver and saying, I'm going to beat you today. But you got to beat them in more than one ways. And sometimes it's better to take the risk. And yeah, maybe sometimes it blows up in your face. But sometimes taking that risk to take the ball away is even that much more important. That's something Jamel Dean talked about recently too, of just, I know when I can kind of cheat on a play and when I can't. And hopefully that comes comes about during the regular season. We do have a uh, super chat. Logan, you were just talking about Devin Tompkins a minute or two ago. So uh, Max with a Z, thank you for the super chat, says, do we expect Devin Tompkins to get more snaps this year? All the guy does is make plays. Trey Palmer has been fun to watch as well. Trey Palmer has been the flavor of the week. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody right now. Everyone loves the mantra, no face, no name, or no name, no face. I think that's how he says it first. I mean, how could you not love what he's been doing, tipping the ball to himself? And for Devin Tompkins, man, I mean, there was a run right around before the first Steelers game where he had like three practices practices in a row where – He was catching the deep ball. He was jumping 15 feet in the air, it felt like, Mm -hmm. uh, making some big plays. He's got the kick return experience, too. So I kind of think it's going to be a little bit of uh, 
wide receiver three by committee. It's not just going to be Trey Palmer. It's not just going to be Devin Tompkins. I think they're not just going to say, oh, we're only going to rely on this guy. You're going to see a pretty solid rotation. But, Logan, even Devin Tompkins the other day was uh, going deep down the field um, with, with Baker. So they're they're rolling, man. Man, it's like a, I think it's going to be like a revolving door for wide receiver three this upcoming season. I think that's a good thing. You, you can – figure out mismatches for every scheme and def- defense you're going against week by week. But, you know, we'll see if someone, though, transcends. And that, that's a, an opportunity that Dave Canales is going to give to a wide receiver here. But, man, Devin Tompkins is so much fun to watch. I remember watching Devin Tompkins and, and poor Devin White had to have coverage on him in the in the red <laughs> zone. And that's just not yeah. it's just not fair. I will say, though, Devin White, I even tweeted about it, gave him some credit for it was hip and hip with Devin Tompkins. I think, uh, though, after that, Devin White was pretty wolfed and tired after that because it's not as easy to cover a gadgety guy, shifty. You know how elusive he is. Everybody watching the chat knows as well. He is a playmaker. And, you know, I think the question here, will he get more snaps? I think there's a high possibility for that uh, if he's able to get down and be reliable for Baker Mayfield and Dave Canales. If he can be a player that is able to win his mismatches and get an open space, that's something that I think this offense would like to do with him because he's not the biggest guy whatsoever, the smallest dude on the field, it feels like. And, uh, you know, he's just a dude you want to put in open space as much as you can just because of his shiftiness. And, you know, one thing I will say – don't need to do too much dancing. You know, that's something a lot of young or young, still young, but also too uh, being so uh, small in stature. Don't have to do too much dancing around. That might be something that could hurt him in some ways. I, I think one cut and two cuts does enough, man. That's just that's just too. That's how fast he is. So exactly. Devin, Devin Tompkins has been super fun to watch throughout training camp, and I think Bucks fans should look for uh, a lot of him this upcoming season. Hopefully, if he's able to get into that wide receiver three room, and, and along with Trey Palmer, who's had <laughs> hello, uh, yeah, hello, uh, yeah, Trey yeah, Palmer, exactly. And and just real quick, Rakim Jarrett as well. I mean, he was the best receiver when the Bucks played the Jets on Saturday night. So a lot of uh, a lot of great competition at wide receiver that Bucks fans should be looking forward to. And Devin Tompkins, his skill set, what he can do, is way more suitable to this Bucks offense that's going to have a lot more horizontal mesh routes, slants, things of that nature, where it's just let's get him the ball and go. He was on the team last year. When he had that opportunity, especially against the Packers, when or actually he wasn't even playing at that point. But last year's offense, not great for Devin Tompkins, but he did make it as a kick returner. This new offense, way more beneficial to him, and I hope he gets some opportunities, whether it's end arounds or running the orbit or whatever it is. Uh, a lot of things for him there. So like I said, very suitable Devin Tompkins and this offense, if, uh, you know, if you want your money managed in a, in a suitable type of way, you best be using a Muni Financial. At A Muni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead, stay ahead. That's right. Amuni Financial has been proudly serving clients across the country since 1980. So we love all of our fans in Tampa, but we know we have awesome fans all over the globe. So if you're in the United States, uh, you don't have just have to be in Florida. You could be anywhere and uh, still use the services of Immunity Financial. They have advisory services, legacy and retirement planning, insurance services, and sales and trading as well. If you are setting up a college fund for your child, they can help you out in that department too. So give them a call, get a free consultation, find out how Immunity Financial can benefit you and your money. That is Immunity Financial. Check out their website and give them a call. We have a... Super chat to get to. Thank you so much to Brian Scooter or Shuker. Sorry if I'm uh, mispronouncing that, but thank you so much for the $20 super chat. And Brian says, just because we love that. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you, Brian. Thank you for the super chat. 
you guys really are the best. We love the Peter people. So since you said just because, if you do have another question, happy to get to it. But uh, we did have another comment from Scott who super chat us earlier in the show. So we'll answer Scott's uh, comment slash question who says Chris Sims said that Baker's velocity was, quote, next level compared to Trask. Maybe the decision was made during Jets practice. Mm. Interesting take there, Scott. Uh, now I was at practice, and if anything, I thought the, the offense, the run, the running game was actually probably the best part of the, the Bucks offense during that joint practice against the Jets. Um, and Kyle Trask had the big play, the deep ball, the Trey Palmer, which you could see on hard knocks as well. So I don't necessarily think that the performance in the joint training camp practice may have been the difference, but Logan, I think arm strength wise, I think um, Baker may have a little bit more zip on the football, but I don't think it was that much of a difference or so wide of a gap that it necessarily did Kyle Trask in. Yep. I know you were up there in New York, so you had a good, good look at it specifically there, but when we're in Tampa specifically, yeah, Kyle Trask has the stronger arm, and, and he can go as far as all get out, it feels like. And he's been able to do that since we were covering him down there in, in Florida with the Gators. He's always had that strength with it. But accuracy-wise and connecting-wise, deep, it was Baker Mayfield. And that's one thing that I think all of us on the beat were discussing watching practice was seeing those two go at it and the connection between their wide receivers going deep. And it seemed to be Baker Mayfield being able to connect more there while we were in Tampa. And I know that he made that play there up there in New York, connecting with Trey Palmer while sauce Gardner was in coverage, making a phenomenal play, but yeah. still that it's not consistent enough. And I think we were talking about that too. It's yeah, you have that maybe, once every two practices or so where you see a ball get hit deep, you're like, okay, nice. Kyle Trask got it. But then you see Baker Mayfield have more consistency there. And it's not much of a shocker to see Baker connect with Mike Evans. And like we were talking about earlier in the show, Canales has really put together an offense to make it where Mike Evans is in a phenomenal spot to take on yes. one or be wide open. And we'll see, we'll see if that translates into an actual game an actual NFL defense that he'll be going against and starters, but still, from what we've seen throughout camp and going against some good defensive players like Carlton Davis, going against Jamel Dean, and it's those type of scenarios that this offense is putting those defensive backs in. And uh, but yeah, I, I think you know Chris Sims, Chris Sims, uh, you know he's got his takes on things. But I think for velocity, nature of accuracy, it all goes to Baker Mayfield, and that's one of the biggest reasons I think too he was named the starter here in Tampa. I think Dave Canales is going to force feed Mike Evans the football when they are in the red zone. I think his touchdown numbers are going to go up. His over-under for receiving yards was at like 875 and a half yards. I think that's going to go way over, especially considering that he's gotten, I don't know, a thousand yards every single season that he's been in the NFL. So I'd highly recommend getting in on that prop bet, which you can make over at my bookie. .ag. Football season is coming very soon. We're so excited. You can start betting on the preseason as well. I've only had, I'm like five and one betting on the preseason right now. So I'm super pumped nice. about that. You could also bet on literally like any sport. You know, obviously baseball's going on right now. Hockey and basketball are coming up. Uh, UFC, Logan does some UFC coverage as well. There's always UFC fights going on. Golf too. So a number of different stuff coming up and of course my bookie has their new and improved online casino that is here to change the game you could dive into a truly realistic casino experience featuring the latest in slots progressive jackpots and live dealer action all from the comfort of your own home the my bookie casino provides a las vegas experience when the action's in your hands and the best part is you don't even need to wear pants even though i recommend still doing so your adventure at the my bookie casino begins today with a generous sign up bonus using the promo code pewter that's P-E-W-T-E-R. Once again, P-E-W-T-E-R. So play anytime, anywhere with the MyBookie Casino, and you can get up to $1,000 with your first deposit bonus. Even if you learn from Plant City Math, you know that that is a heck of a deal. So use the promo code at MyBookie.ag, Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. All right, Logan, as we start to wind down the show, the Bucs do play against the Ravens on Saturday. 
real quick, just give me just your thoughts about anything you're going to be looking at in particular, whether it's a player or a certain position that you're going to be watching as uh, the Bucks take on the Ravens. Well, it's going to go back to who we were talking about earlier in the show. Uh, not going to be a shocker here from me, but it is going to be Sean Tucker. And I like that you said, too, you think that he's got the capabilities of being an RB2 in this offense. And I do want to see some more out of him on Saturday night. I just want to see if he's getting the offense down enough and be able to put himself in some good positions, making sure he's hitting the right holes. I think this is a guy that contribute quite a bit during his career, early career with the Buccaneers. Uh, I really liked what I saw from him at Syracuse. He was a fit for the Florida State for Florida State's defense for for quite a while, and they had the game yeah. plan around him. They were his playmaker, and Sean Tucker can be that same type of player for the Buccaneers. And, you know, it just seems like Dave Canales is looking at his chops of getting 44 out there onto the field on Saturday night. It seems like that's a big-time uh, press for them going into, you know, this week, see, this week three game, but then also going into uh, the first beginning of the 2023 season. Uh, other than that, you know, I just want to see, you know, getting down the field more, um, getting to your playmakers. You know, I want to see too which wide receiver really, yeah. one of these youngsters, man, one of these youngsters uh, has a chance to, to pop off. Who wants to have the most consistency? Does Trey Palmer do it again? and put on a show for Buccaneers fans. Uh, is, is it Devin Tompkins? Could it be Jarrett, too? Uh, someone yeah. that flashed early on in OTAs. You know, like this wide receiver, exactly. man, there's so much to like about it, but who wants to show consistency and, and be able to uh, provide to this offense and get on this roster and, um, you know, get into 2023 and make this roster for the Buccaneers and the 53-man. So – uh, those are my two things. I'm, I'm looking at Sean Tucker specifically, and then I'm going outside to some of these younger wide receivers. I like it. Yeah, Rakim Jared, can he do it again? Um, a lot of young guys on the offensive line will see. The starters get to begin the game, which is fun. Um, but, yeah, real quick, I'm looking at Sarasi Dennis because he didn't play last week. I want to watch some of the guys that didn't play in week two of the preseason. So, Yaya Diaby as well. And who's going to separate themselves in that nickel battle? as we talked about, and some of the backup corners too, Keenan Isaac, Anthony Chesley, who can separate themselves in uh, in that department. But Logan, this has been so awesome. Appreciate you joining the show this afternoon. Once again, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media, where they can find your work, and all the great stuff you're doing at Sports Illustrated with the Bucks and Florida State. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on here. This is super fun. Uh, helps me also educate myself on, on this team. It's been fun so far throughout training camp covering them. But, uh, yeah, you can follow me personally if you want to. That's at Logan's Twitty on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now. But uh, more, more importantly, though, our team is doing a great job covering the Buccaneers right now. I'm super proud of them and what, the, what they're doing with their content. That's at Bucks Game Day. And then we're also BucksGameDate.com under Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Network. They're putting out tons of co uh, content. Our guy Ben is also doing some instant reactions after practice. So uh, definitely make sure you guys are following Peter Port as always. And, and we're trying to just keep up and put some coverage on the outside to cover the Buccaneers this upcoming season. For a big season for Todd Bowles, he, he needs to win. Yeah. He's, he's got to win. He has to win. So it should be a fun year covering the Buccaneers. I know Tom Brady's not here, but – you know what? Hey, like Baker's, you said earlier, Baker's very polarizing bake. as well, man. But yeah, let Baker bake. He's been very polarizing too. And yeah, Ben had a great video, so definitely check that out. Real quick, Florida State, uh, what are we thinking? They going to the playoffs? I know I'm going to that game in Orlando. You'll be covering it. Just a quick outlook on, on FSU going into the season for all the, the Knowles fans in the chat. Yeah, this one's just a whole ton of you know pressure. A lot of pressure on this team going into the season, something that this, they haven't had in a long while, very long yeah. while. And there's there's a lot of projected guys you know you've got jared verse projected to be a top five pick in the nfl draft you've got jordan travis as a heisman hopeful you've got a really good running back you've got a great wide receiver class here going into the season you've got a week one matchup against a really talented lsu team with brian kelly there's a lot to like about this team there's a lot of health this is a healthy team going into week one and as a team overall, that's what you need to make a run. You know, I think the biggest goal for them right now should be internally to get to that ACC championship. And yeah. Charlotte, divisions are gone. Top two teams are going to make it. That's Will it right. be Florida State, Clemson? Could it be Florida so State, much North better. Carolina? 
who could it be? But there, there's a ton to like about what's going on in Tallahassee and things that I'm hearing. I know I'm not on the ground anymore, but still getting some scoop here and there. And there's a lot of things to Jaheim Bell, Keon mm-hmm. Coleman, Johnny Wilson, and a defense yeah, um, back there. I'm so excited for the season. It seems like there's a lot more buzz for Florida State than there has been in quite a while. So I'm pumped to go to the game. Uh, what is it next, this Monday or next Monday when they, yeah, yeah, next, next, uh, next Sunday. Yeah. Next yeah. Sunday. Next, that's right. Sunday, next Sunday yeah. when they take on LSU, uh, in Orlando. So it's going to be great. Make sure you check out all of Logan's work at sports illustrated on, uh, the bucks and Florida state as well. And please follow us on Peter Report's social media on Twitter, now known as X Facebook, Instagram, and threads all at Peter Report, and our YouTube channel is Peter Report TV. We always got different content coming out, whether it's the podcast, various clips from practice, uh, press conference stuff. We always keep churning out the content. But that's going to do it for us for this afternoon show. We will have a Peter postgame show on Saturday after the Bucks play the Ravens. We'll announce that on our social media when we go live, but probably be a, a little bit after the game is done following speaking to some of the players and and Todd Bowles as well. But that's going to do it for us on this afternoon's show. For Logan Robinson, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. And we will see you on Saturday night for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Have a great weekend.